Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Bike Radar Podcast. I'm Alex Evans, one of Bike Radar's senior technical editors. And today I am joined by two of my esteemed, lovely colleagues. First up is Luke Marshall, a technical writer of Bike Radar and MBUK. How are you, Luke? I'm good, thank you, Alex. Yeah, very well. Lovely, great. And I am also joined by Tom Marvin, a fellow senior technical editor who recently got an amazing promotion after spending over, is it eight years, Tom? Over nine years. Over nine years. And now he's been promoted to the lofty heights of senior technical editor. The cold face of content. There he is. Uh, How are you, Tom? I'm good, thanks. I've just had a kind bar. Um, sea salt and chocolate, and it was delicious. How much was your kind bar, Tom? £1.25 from the vending machine that isn't subsidised. That's like a kilowatt of electricity? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much a kilowatt of electricity is now. Is there a price cap on but kind bars now? With this new promotion, you know, <laughs> yeah. you need to worry about it. <laughs> that is true. Making it rain. Making it rain. Yeah. Yeah. Do we need to give you a congratulations to Alex? Well done, Al. No, I'm okay, thank you. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, go on there. Go on, just a little one. <laughs> little little back scratch. So if you didn't notice in Alex's intro, he is now also senior mm-hmm. technical editor for BikeRadar.com. Yeah. And I'll step up I mean, to the lofty the heights dog. as well. Yeah, how, long have you, how long has that taken you to get there, Alex? Uh, well, on and off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, as, if you, as an aggregative um, uh, period served, um, which sounds like a prison sentence, but... Um, <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, seven... Seven years, I think. Seven years and a lot yeah. of spreadsheets. Yeah, a lot of spreadsheets. Alex and, is one of the most organised people in Bike Radar. Which isn't hard. 
He's <laughs> <laughs> looking at me and Luke. <laughs> no, it's not hard at all. The bar is quite low. Yeah. Uh, except for all, all my lovely other colleagues that aren't, mm. aren't in this room that I'm not slagging off. No. Yeah. Everyone has their qualities. We all bring something to the table. Something like that, yeah. yeah. You yeah. bring your spreadsheets. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm glad I can offer that. <laughs> so what have you guys been up to? Um, I, I think actually we, we've been kind of getting up to the same thing. Um, what, what, what is it, Luke? Please tell me, what have I been doing? Yeah. So we've been kind of out testing uh, MBUK issue 314. Four one threes, kind of headline. Oh my god! Guess. All the numbers. <laughs> all the numbers. This is like trying to trying to break the code, the Da Vinci <laughs> code. Three point one four. I was just trying to see if that's I could pie. Put, yeah, I was going to say that's pie. Yeah. <laughs> um, pie beef Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's eight bikes in the lineup, um, spread out across four testers. Yep. Yeah. So each of us have got two each, I think. Yeah. Oh, have you only got one? I've got one. You've got, got one. Three? Sarah's got one. Uh, okay. So five testers. Yeah. Five Rob testers. Weaver, who's not here, has also got yeah. uh, involved. Uh, so yeah, uh, cracking on through those. So I've got a Canyon Stribe CFR and uh, the new Santa Cruz Nomad. Two Enduro bikes. Two Enduro bikes, yeah. What's what's happened to the Nomad? What's happened to the Nomad? It's gone. It's gone to a mullet, yeah. which Should you can learn all about. Yes. If I schedule these in the right order. <laughs> we, Before or after this yeah, podcast. There has either already been a podcast about mullet bikes or there will be very soon a podcast about mullet bikes. So keep an eye on your uh, podcast provider. Lovely. Yep. So I've been out testing those bikes and cool. uh, yeah, it's been good fun. What have you been testing on? So I have the Pole Voima, wow. said with an Italian accent, not a Finnish one, yep. um, which is Pole's uh, e-bike, first e-bike, um, bonkers looking. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. It's got like an elevated swing arm. Um, is it gold? Uh, the one that I'm testing actually isn't gold. It's mm. silver. So I do get not looks. Not quite as good. Yeah, yeah. Mark it down some points for not being gold. Um, no, I'm actually a little bit grateful. I did test the gold uh, Stamina, which is their pedal bike um, that's constructed in a similar way, like machine constructed, which is really exciting. Got quite a few people stopping me on the trail wanting to talk. Um, mm. which Lee Johnson. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not Lee Johnson, and I'm not Joe Nation, and I don't particularly want to talk. Uh, no, I don't mean that. Uh, no, absolutely not. If you no. ever see Al out on the trail, do not approach this man. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but please do. I, I, love, I love a good chat about bikes, as long as I'm not eating or um, wanting to leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. So anyway, yeah, the pole, pole's made out of CNC machined aluminium, uh, which is, you know, pretty pretty interesting, really, actually. bonded and bolted together. Yeah. Which is, is bonkers, and the seams are like they look really nice. Like the bike's proper mm. smooth. Like they've really like refined their process. Um, so you know, it's in this trendsetters test because it's you know it's a bit of a revolutionary Kinda bike. Cool. Like you don't you know there's not there's no one else out there doing that. And then what's uh, Sarah testing? Because you're basically Sarah now. Yep. So hi guys, I'm Sarah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so, so, so Sarah's a mate of mine. She she lives in in Tweed Valley in the Tweed Valley with me. Um, she is testing Rock Riders uh, Cum Fiber Limited Edition Cross Country Race Bike, which is a hardtail hardtail race bike. It's got SRAMs, Access, XX1, Drivetrain. Um, it's mega affordable. Uh, I think it's the same bike that the Rock Rider um, slash Decathlon slash whatever you want to call them team are racing at the Cross Country mm -hmm. World Cups. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's super lightweight, Cum Fiber, cheap. 
not cheap. It's still like three Super grand. Super good value. Yeah. Buy it from Decathlon. Exactly. And then buy an inflatable jacket and... Uh, As well. And, and a some, kayak. And a kayak and some... Camping. Climbing shoes. Climbing, camping... Yeah, yeah. Do so, it yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's like interesting. This like um, massive brand. The trend is, you know, this massive brand is is getting more and more into um, focused mountain biking rather than just selling, you know, five hundred quid bikes that you would maybe cycle to your local pub or whatever. It's quite a, quite a big step yeah. forward for them. A good friend of mine had just become um, second command of uh, Decathlon's UK Logistics. Blimey, yeah. that sounds like a big job. It is. They've only yeah. got one warehouse. Wow. In the UK. Where is it? Uh, be in the Midlands somewhere, about 25 minutes from Warwick. I couldn't tell you where that is. <laughs> Central. <laughs> anyway. That was... How about you, Tom? What have you been testing? Um, so for this test, I've got uh, the Bird Forge, uh, which is a radically shaped, very good value hardtail. I tested the uh, Reynolds 753 version previously, but this one is a stainless steel, so it's um, brushed finish, bare steel uh just a pretty cool rad hardtail and i love i love a hardtail it's got no clear coat no clear coat no wow. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just straight up um it's not reynolds 925 whatever it's 953 or whatever it was but it's, it's a different brand but uh yeah stainless steel cool um and i also have as of about 20 minutes ago uh mondraka rise rays 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 um, which I was going to be testing something else, but we've done a bit of jiggery pokery, and I'm going to be testing that. So it's a 130 mil trail bike with 150 mil forks with um, their fancy electronic uh, doofer that uh, basically replaces uh, what's it called? Strava. Mind. 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 Mind seems to replace Strava and the O-rings on your suspension. It is a bit more uh, in detail than that, but it Tom is of... not at all cynical about this. <laughs> Tells you where you've been, what you've been doing, and how much suspension travel you've used. So I'm sure it's really useful. And and it looks like a spoiler slash mudguard. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll be testing that, and then let's speak. I'll speak it for Rob as well. Yeah, because Rob's also to senior. Hang on, we're gonna we're gonna give him this <laughs> senior technical editor in chief. He's a technical editor in chief. He's boss man. Uh, he has got the Hope HB nine one six, which is a pretty rad high pivot UK built uh enduro bike mm. and it does look pretty cool um like carbon and aluminium bonded and all that sort of jazz and he's got uh the trek fuel exe which is that mm. uh new midweight 140 um, 150 mil travel yeah uh what's the what's the brand of the motor what is it uh ba- oh, ba- no, no tx or something oh that's right yeah new new to the new to the e-bike motor market yeah TX is that right? Luke's checking on his computer because he's the only one who's clever enough to actually bring bring his laptop. Is it, is it TX or TQ? I think TQ. TQ. TQ, yeah. TX. That's Texas Airport <laughs> or something. Yeah, not that I looked that up. I actually knew that before I found <laughs> nice. it. Okay. Yeah, um, which, which is totally, a, a, totally, yeah. totally tech team. Tech team. Yeah. It's it's a mid midway e bike. Yeah. So so uh, I think it's going to be a really cool test. Hmm. Are we going to do a video for it as well? And we are actually going to do a podcast. Um, with the four of us, uh, I doubt Sarah will be able to come on. It'd be nice. Maybe we could vox pop Sarah. Sarah, Sarah could probably do it from. Uh, this is going to sound a bit weird. From my closet, which has the <laughs> best best audio in 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 my house. Um, um, so m- maybe me and Sarah could do it together under a duvet. Yep. Um, and yeah, so listen. Out for a <laughs> That's what you do. Sound editing. You go under a duvet. Yeah. Well, I, I don't put it. I don't go under the duvet. I, I hang the duvet to the walls. Okay. Yeah. Um, I go under duvets. Yeah, you don't build yourself a little duvet fort. Then, no. <laughs> no. Um, so listen out for that podcast in uh, it'll be in October probably. Um, I guess so. Tie in, and there'll be a video too. Right. Um, oh, uh, just one thing before we start. Um, if housekeeping. you, yeah, this is some housekeeping. I, I really hate that that term. 
Um, <laughs> makes me feel a little queasy. Um, if you like our podcasts, if you don't like our podcasts, if you have any questions for our podcast tech Q&A that Tom hosts with uh, Warren and Rob, please do email us, uh, which is podcast at bikeradar.com or leave us a lovely little comment or, you know, you can, you can I don't know, get in touch with get us. Get in touch. Yeah, just via telepathy, whatever you fancy. Yeah. Um, please, please do get in touch or leave us a little rating uh, so the podcast provider knows that we are doing a lovely job. Nice. Um, so, yeah, thanks for that. Um, today, we've got a really interesting topic. Um, I've got sweaty palms just thinking about it. We're going to talk about tyres. Nice. Now, this is mountain bike tyres. It's a bit of a minefield, actually. There's a, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to think about. But we're going to squeeze it all into less than 30 minutes because I think History Extra have got a podcast to record at 2 o'clock. So. so we're going to rush through it, and I'm going to speak a bit quicker now. Yeah. <laughs> they get a lot more listens than we do, so they're more important. Um, so starting starting with the... Uh, l- let's do it logically. Let's start at the bottom of a tyre as it's mounted to a rim, whilst it's at the top of a rim. If that makes any sense. So we're going to start with a bead. Luke's now looking at me like he wants to talk about the bead of a tyre. The bead of a tyre. It's an important part of the tyre, to be honest. It's what holds the tyre onto the rim. It's exactly what holds the tyre onto the rim and kind of what helps keep your air in the tyre if it's a tubeless setup. Mm-hmm. That connection that in between those two interfaces. So um, a bead is, well, it can be made from a couple of things. There's a non-folding tyre, like a downhill tyre, will have a heavier wire bead. And that would be kind of uh, dipped in rubber rubber to give it some protection. But it's a hoop of metal. But it's a hoop of metal, yeah, basically. Why a hoop of metal? It well, definitely shouldn't be bent or folded. Definitely no. shouldn't be bent or folded, mm. no. Um, but they're not so common, you know. Most mountain bike tyres these days, from cross-country up to enduro, uh, use a folding bead. And this is kind of common to either be made from Kevlar or from an armoured fabric as such or mm. material. Um, and again, and that, it's rubberized as well, so it's, it's yeah, two, um, two hoops as such um, from these different materials that are more flexible but equally as strong, but kind of coated in rubber. And uh, and then the rest of the tire is kind of molded, looped around these. And mm. uh, but this gives the, the the base of the tire, as such, if you want to call it that, a bit of stability um, and allows it to kind of yeah like interface with the rim to keep your air in there for tubular setups and uh, and give your tire a bit of structure as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And, and the, the point of them is that they don't stretch because if they stretch, that's how your tie is going to... Well, they don't stretch very much. That's how your tie would then pop out of a rim and we don't want that happening. Yeah, exactly. And and in mountain biking... Uh, sorry, in, in road cycling terminology, um, these are like hook hooked tyres. They're not hookless. They're not bonded. They're, they are hooked onto the rim. Uh, so the the rim, if you if you ever take your tyre off your rim, you'll notice that it does have a hook on the sidewall. Unless you've got a hookless rim. Unless you've got a hookless rim. They're inflated, they pop up against it, and then the, the bead that doesn't stretch kind of doesn't pop out of them. Um, and yeah, the bead is just there. It's holding it, holding it all together with air pressure. Wow. It's almost like I set that up for you to explain that. <laughs> Very good. It's a good segue. Um, Genius. So we've got, a, we've got a bead. We've got a bead. And they, it keys into the rim, whether it's a hookless or a hooked rim. Many aluminium rims have got like that little hook that they pop up into, mm. and a lot of carbon rims these days are hookless. As uh, yours truly just found out. Yeah. So what okay. else? What's what's next on well, it's the tyre? It's, it's the carcass, isn't it? It's and the, the sidewalls and the, the carcass. carcass is really important as to how well a tyre works. So what is a carcass? The carcass is like a few layers of material of varying sort of types and materials and depths and, and constructions. Threads per inch is, Threads is per where inch carcass TPIs. TPI, yeah. And that's what gives you sort of that light bulb shape shape of the tire. And it's onto what the, the tread is effectively mounted. But the, t- the carcass is the, the basis of the tire. And, it, and it, do we know what it's made out of? Well, is it's, it's um, nylon, isn't it? I believe. Nylon, yeah. Yeah, mostly. I don't know. We're, we're looking at Luke because he's the one with all the knowledge. Oh, well, here. I was asking. Yeah, the like it's, here, like, yeah. it's, it's like almost like a nylon mesh. It's sort of effective or coated in in like rubberized uh, for the most basic ones. Mm. Nylon mesh covered in in your rubber. Basically, that's the, the basics of it. And you have as so you know your TPIs typically sixty or one twenty. And and kind of counterintuitively, the higher the TPI, generally the thinner the carcass is because they use thinner threads to get more in threads, yeah. to and get the, more in so if you have a 60 TPI yeah so if you have a 60 TPI carcass you'll you'll have fewer threads but the threads will be thicker so downhill casing tires are generally 60 TPI yeah. whereas cross country ones 120 and a 120 TPI tire will generally be a bit more flexible in its sidewall so mm-hmm. it'll be um a bit more supple um and also lightweight hence you yeah. know but also on the flip side a little bit less protected so yeah. uh, uh, a heavier weight 60 TPI tire with more rubber with thicker threads will give you more protection, but will be a, a stiffer sidewalled, like sort of less um, nuanced tire. You so can, when you when you say like uh, yeah. less rubber, for those that don't know, you say you've got this kind of threaded nylon material, mm-hmm. um, and you say no, some have more rubber, some have less rubber. What? How? How does the rubber and the this kind of woven material come together? Like what? I don't know. Okay, so I, in my understanding was um, this this material or the the thread, whatever the twenty sixty hundred twenty threads per inch, so yeah, nylon woven material, and they rubberize it, so they basically they dunk it in rubber. Yeah. Mm. Um, and to my knowledge, so the higher the thread count, the less space there is. Yeah. 
So, so it you holds get on to less uh, rubber. So it holds on to less rubber. So you get a lighter, more flexible material or um, mm. carcass out of it. If you know what yeah. I mean. And then the sixty threadbit inch one, there's bigger spacing between all the material, all the threads, so it soaks up more, in theory, rubber um, when they yeah. rubberize it, and that gives you that thicker, stronger ply. Such. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, that's my understanding of it. And what you just said the word ply there. So ply is something that maybe doesn't come up so much these days, but you get dual ply sort of tires, and that's where they have what is two layers worth of this material stacked on top of each other, or? Yeah. Yeah. And they are bonded together. Bonded together. And that yeah. will give, again, like a stiffer, more damped, more stable, more protected tire. And, and I also think that some, some brands are including their puncture protection, which we'll get onto shortly, as a number of their plies. So um, if you go on biteradar.com, there is an incredibly extensive uh, tire carcass explainer mm. um, where some brands are, are claiming that their tires are a three ply, but the third ply is actually a puncture protection layer and their tires are in fact two ply in the more standard term that we've mm-hmm. just been talking about. So um, it's you know it's quite easy to get confused in the same way that I am. My eyes are currently a uh, little glazed. Um, my brain is struggling. Um, you know, it, it's a complex, it's a complex thing, tires. Yeah. Um, I haven't even got to the good parts yet, but the compounds and the no, tread oh, yeah. Yeah. Let, Let's talk about those yeah. uh, puncture and protection. Um, so these are like inserts, so, you know, Kevlar sheets, and sometimes they'll go into the sidewall. Sometimes you get a little strip around the bead to protect against pinches. Mm. Sometimes they'll extend into the top of the tire underneath yeah. the tread as well. The whole way around, yeah. And depending on the, so this is where it comes into so, you know, your snakeskin protection, for example, on a Schwalbe tire or... Um, XO would be the max equivalent. XO plus, double down. So yeah. this, you know, when, you, when you're seeing these different sort of grades of uh, of tire, that's really talking about a little bit about the, the TPIs and how much is in there, but also the extent to which it has this extra protection from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and the, that extra puncture protection can also give you additional rip and tear protection too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it, it doesn't have one single job. And it, it's this is actually quite an interesting thing about tyres, is that all of their elements together, are the tyre is a, is a true sum of all of its parts. Um, you know, w- without, a decent, without a decent bead, for example, and um, a terrible sidewall, you can have the grippiest, most stickiest rubber ever. But if the tyre's folding around all over the place, it's kind of worthless. Mm. Um, so, you know, as I said earlier, tyres are a very interesting topic. Yeah. Um, okay. So we kind of covered the sidewall a little bit. Um, the next thing, I guess, it is the rubber, um, you know, quite specifically the, the compound and, and what it's made out of. So, um, you know, there are varying compounds. You obviously, it's always going to be a balance between grip and rolling speed, right? With some disciplines in mountain biking wanting higher rolling speeds and other ones wanting way more grip. And the way more grip will come from a softer compound and exactly. higher rolling speeds will come from a harder compound. And that's exactly. where you see, you see a lot of Maxxis tires where I say like 60A or whatever it yep. is. The the number uh, and the little letter is, is what they're referring to of the compound. Yeah, which is like a durometer rating. Um, and I remember Maxxis's, Maxxis's super tacky tires from back in the day were like 40A and they had 42A slow mm. rise, which were like a slow rebound rubber. Mm-hmm. Um, but more recently, we've seen um, Max Terror, Max Grip. Um, max Speed. Max Speed. And then in Schwalbe, you've got your Addicts, Addicts Soft, Addicts Super Soft. And all of these refer to the to the, to the the grading of how tacky the rubber is. Um, and 
with advanced in technology, you now get multiple rubber compounds within single tread blocks. So your tread block is made up of like a hard rubber underneath to give it structure. And then you've got an outside coating of softer rubber, so to give it kind of mechanical grip, cohesion to the ground where it can actually stick quite literally to the floor. Yeah. Sorry, not mechanical, chemical grip. Whereas the, the hard, immovable structure gives it the mechanical grip where it bites into the ground. Um, and you'll also have different compounds across the different areas of yeah, the Yeah, so you might have a softer shoulder and a, and a harder wearing, faster rolling center exactly. where you you know you want cornering grip, but you don't want yeah. sort of low, you know, like uh, rolling resistance. Yeah. So that'd be where like a, a triple compound, for example, comes in. That's what they're talking there is three different compounds of rubber in the construction, but it might only be two on the surface, but there yeah. might be that third one on the inside of the, maybe the shoulder blocks especially. Exactly. It's yeah. interesting how a few brands do this differently though. Mm -hmm. So Pirelli, mm. they just have a single compound all the way through and they say the benefit to that is that there's no... As the tyre wears, As right? As the tyre wears down, you don't wear through the soft rubber mm -hmm. and then end up riding on the firm rubber underneath. Mm -hmm. It's just one consistent rubber all the way through. And then brands like Vittoria, who even take it one step further, the Maxis with their triple compound, and they actually managed to introduce four compounds. Mm. Like Graphene four point is no yeah. two point naught, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, but they and so it's uh, but it's yeah. interesting how different brands have uh, different takes on yeah. what's the the best solution such. The graphene one's interesting, and I, I don't know so much about it on the mountain bike side, but I rode some Vittoria road tires, and they have this graphene thing, and it's sort of like overlaying plates of graphene are sort of in the structure. So if you do get a puncture through it. I mean, they talk about sort of the chemical grip as well, but the, the puncture perfection benefits is these overlaying layers of graphene. You know, a puncture goes through it, but then they sort of move back on themselves and sort of help seal it very a bit quicker and, and sort of prevent that damage because it's um, mm. not, not you can't go through it so easy. Genius. They're pretty. They're pretty clever. I mean, I, th I think between us, we're probably all uh, towards. You know, ties from Schwalbe and, Ma and Maxis, generally speaking. But yeah, I, I think there's a reason for that. Um, you know, you obviously do get great performing tires from from all brands. You know, you can't you can't say they don't. But people have have like preferred tires, right? And and they like mm. certain tire. They like ugh, excuse me. They like the way certain tires ride. Um, and you know, there are definite stalwarts of the tire industry. Um, you know, like you said, Maxxis and Schwalbe. But within those, you've got the high roller. Um, you've got the Asagai, which is a Greg Minard tire. Then you've got things like the Magic Mary, um, the Hans Dampf, and uh, what's the other? The other the Big Betty. Big one, Betty. That's Rio. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then on the downcountry side, um, the Recon. The Recon. Yeah, it's a redesigned tire, isn't it? And they've just redone the Recon. Yeah, they have various different ones, and their website's not very well designed. But anyway, Ooh, burn. <clears throat> Um, um, we, we won't get to it, but there is a lot of there's, there's so many tyres out there so yeah. you know we won't really cover off how to pick a tyre necessarily because I think that, that could just take so long but we're going we're gonna to talk about the structure aren't we so um, let's 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 talk treads though like yeah. I say you talked about kind of how the rubber influences speed versus grip but also tread pattern can do that as well yeah. massively yeah because yeah. you've got your, your your ramps and your yeah, kind of your shoulder blocks um, and they all kind of work together, right? Yeah. Obviously, all over a tyre, full of tread blocks. What are their jobs? What are they doing? So you've got braking, yeah. you've got acceleration, yeah. and you've got cornering. Okay. Those are definitely the primary important bits. So tyres are directional, okay? And usually they're directional, sorry. And the directional tyres will have a ramped edge 
for the acceleration side because it provides less um, rolling resistance. And then they'll have a square edge for the braking side because it digs into the ground better. Um, and then the shoulder knobs will be shaped in such a way that they can bite into the ground as the tires rotating. So they will probably run uh, parallel to the tires direction. A great example of this is the Maxxis Minion DHF, where all of the knobs run kind of parallel to the tires rotation Pointing direction. Pointing forwards. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Rather than across the tire. That's because they, they are designed for cornering. Um, so if you're looking for a tire with cornering performance, you want to look out for that. Um, if you're looking for a tire with braking performance or a uh, like a tire specific to soft conditions, you want to look for squarer, chunkier knobs with less ramping um, and ones that potentially run across the tire. In like a kind of almost like a paddle sort of arrangement. Mm. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking for something a bit more faster rolling, whether it's an XC tire or down country tire or like a, a dry weather um, enduro or trail tire, you know, closer spaced knobs. Uh, will will roll quicker. Lower height knobs will also roll a bit quicker, um, and ones that sort of have sh like almost like chevron like shaping as well. Yeah, yeah, and and that's not all as well because these knobs can be siped too. What's a sipe, Luke? Uh, so sipe is kind of a a cut in the tire tread block itself, or where a bit of rubber, a bit of rubber, a bit of rubber. Is removed in the tread block as such, and it allows kind of the tread block itself to deform or to squirm or to conform to the ground, basically, when mm. it goes over it. So it kind of it gives the tread block a little extra um, malleability, yeah, malleability, maneuverability when it's kind of biting into the soil mm -hmm. or to and the rock or to the root or whatever it's going over. These will have also been engineered in a certain way so that it does it predictably, right? Yeah. So rather than just you going around with a Stanley knife and <laughs> and slashing lines in your in your tread blocks, um, you know they've been shaped and positioned in a way so that the the tread um, deforms exactly. how they want it to. As Alex said, each tread block has got a, a job to do, mm. and uh, they're there to help optimize that job. And such so, depending what direction they're like, the sipe is across or along the tread pattern dictates a little bit how it behaves when it kind of bites into the ground. And yeah. one that goes across is there for sort of your braking and accelerating and one that's sort of in a line sort of pointing forwards is there to sort of help with the cornering as those side loads come in. Exactly, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> senior technical editor. There he is. Senior, senior, because you took senior, my senior. senior. Yeah, I took your senior, yeah. yeah. Um, and and the, obviously the other thing to think about is that the um, compound and the tread blocks work together. So if you take a mud spike tire, for example, um, and they have tall, kind of fairly thin blocks. Almost pointed. Yeah, they are. And it, so you want them to be stiff enough so that they penetrate the ground, but you don't want them to be so stiff that there is, or so hard, sorry, that there is no traction on rocks and roots. Mm. So it's a real balancing act there to, to try and make a tire that can perform well everywhere. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to stand out of turn saying this because we've awarded it five stars, but the Maxis Asagai, uh, once again, I've mentioned Greg Minar's tyre, who's a multiple world champion, downhill downhill world champion. It's a real all-rounder tyre that can work in so many different conditions because it combines the elements of, of the cornering and the braking with large spaces between the treads so that it can shed mud, it can bite in, you can slow down and you can corner with it. And it's a real, like, it's a real benchmark tyre from which, you know, all the others are kind of compared from. Um, 
you know, it, it's, it's quite impressive actually how much traction it delivers. And when you back to back it with other brands offerings, the, the performance of it is quite surprising. Yeah, no, it's a good tie. Is this your go-to tie? Is this on the front I think of your so. Bike? I think so. I th- well, it isn't because I can't get hold of any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the moment, I have rubber tyres on my bike because those are the ones <laughs> that I can fit. You, you don't have particularly sloppy mud in the tweed, Valley. No, it doesn't get sloppy. Um, yeah. I, I definitely like a... We were just talking about this before. I like a, I like a firmer tyre. I like a higher pressure and a firmer case. Your bike setups, I'm sorry, Al, they're all weird. <laughs> hard. Well, not hard. The suspension's soft, but tyre's hard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we, me and Alex disagree a little bit on maybe how to get the best performance out of a tire. Mm. Well, so well, if okay, so it's another podcast, the, I'm sure, but it's a, yeah, we can so go onto it quickly. Just briefly, then, what what kind of you know how should people be setting up their tires if they're looking for traction? Say, uh, it depends on where you ride, what system weight you and your bike are. If you know, what I mean, if it's really rocky trails or if it's smoother, flowy trails. Um, so there's there's no one rule fits all, and it depends what tires you have fitted your bike going back to the carcass you know and mm. what puncture protection mm. you might have or what how heavy strong those tires are will all determine the um the pressure that you'll need to pump them up to to give you the protection you need for punctures and the grip you're looking for um you can over inflate tires and you can have them too soft as well so it it takes a bit of experimentation so like me personally i weigh about 75 76 kilos um I ride predominantly, yeah, like enduro trails, but quite natural, loose, off-piece trails. Um, around here is nothing too rocky. Um, if I go to Bike Park Wales to test, I will definitely put a few more PSI in them. But I run around 21, 22 mm. PSI in the front and 25, 26 in the rear. Um, that's kind of my go-to pressures, give or take a little bit, depending on, yeah, what's uh, what I'm doing that day. Mm. Um, but... I yeah couldn't tell Tom exactly what pressure he should run. I mean, a, a good starting point, it, you know, if you're average average build and height of like Luke is, you know, you, you're probably looking between twenty and twenty five psi is a great starting point, kind of regardless of discipline, mm. um, you know, and and then depending if you're lighter or heavier, you know, you kind of increase it by a few psi here and there. Um, I think that's you know pretty pretty yeah. reasonable reasonable assumption to make. Um, One thing we haven't touched on, uh, and it is another big topic like all these things are, it's tyre width. Mm. So in recent years, tyres have got, well, if you look sort of like five, six years ago, tyres got very wide. And now things are sort of... Almost too wide, right? I would say too wide. The, 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 problem, the problem was with the really wide ones is that they physically couldn't bite into the ground and you were kind of sliding over Surfing the top over of it. over the top. So that would be a plus yeah. tyre at like yeah. 2.8, yeah. which wasn't a fat tyre, but it was in between. Um, and things seem to have sort of converged on the 2.4 to 2.6 across all types of riding. Really like XC bikes now come with a 2.4 on there. Yeah, they do, yeah. Um, And Enduro bikes, probably a 2.5 on average. Yeah, I think so. And and the the advantage of of that kind of uh, middle carcass width, I guess, is that you can run slightly lower pressures, so you do benefit from a higher volume over, say, a 2-inch wide tyre. But they're not so big that you need to run them super hard um, to keep the... So it's always a balance, right? The wider your tire, the more it weighs. So therefore, um, to keep weight down, you have to reduce material elsewhere. And to do that, you have to increase pressure to stop the tire squirming. So therefore, you don't get any of the benefits of the high volume. Mm. So, you know, you're trying to balance it out. And that middle ground seems to be the perfect place where you keep pressures low enough so that the tire can deform and, you know, move around. But it's not so heavy that you're having to, 
you know, you pay pay for that in terms of rolling resistance and how much energy you're putting in to move the bike. Um, you know, it seems like a seems like a good place really. Um yeah, Luke's nodding. Tom's nodding. Tom's nodding. Everyone's nodding. Oh, yeah, good job, Alex. Good explanation. Yeah, thanks. I guess <laughs> you the, get your promotion back. Ah, <laughs> great. The other thing to be wary of, obviously, when you're when you're specking your sizes, is looking at your rim width as well. So mm. don't put a you know if you've got a slightly older or sort of narrower lightweight rim, you know whether it's say twenty four mil internal, don't whack a two six tire on there because the tire will not be built for that. Yeah. Um, if you look at Maxis, for example. They have obviously the the WT, which stands for wide trail, and they have tires that are you know two five wide trail, and they have tires that are two five. And the difference, <laughs> the difference being the wide trail ones have been engineered around running a thirty mil rim, whereas the non wide trail ones have been built around a, a narrower sort of more traditional rim. But um, like tires have been getting wider over the past few years, rims have also got wider. So again, you know. From XC all the way through, you're looking at 28 to 30 mil internal for the uh, width of, a, of most new typical rims. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of like shape of a tyre, um, it's often commented in reviews that some tyres can be a round profile or some tyres can have like a square profile. Mm. What's the what's the difference there? What are the, the reviewers talking about? So that's, that's referring to... Um, well, if you're standing on top of your bike and you look at your front tyre and you, you look over the top of it, uh, you can see the the profile of the tire, the shape of its tread, the shape of its blocks, the shape of its contact patch when it hits the ground. And basically, a, a square tire will have a flat top, and then it will have almost right angles down to the sidewall. Um, and a rounder profile will have a slightly more bulbous shape, kind of looks like a light bulb, but less exaggerated. Mm. Um, and generally speaking, although a, a squarer profile will have a sharper edge. So it could potentially have more bite. It would be much quicker to lose traction, and the transition from being on the flat to cornering over is is sharper and quicker. Whereas a rounder tire, it will it will have a more gradual transition when you turn, and it it feels nicer. The rounder the tire, the nicer it feels to ride. But it might not dig quite so aggressively yeah. and lose surfaces when you when you are cornering. Exactly, until you really lean it over, until you get right, right onto, onto the those, shoulder, yeah, yeah, onto those edge blocks. And that shape is, you know, it's obviously engineered into the tire. You know, the way that the treads are sort of mounted to that carcass, but also is influenced by the r- width of your rim. And that's where, mm-hmm. you know, running a, a, t- a rim that's too wide for the tire will square it off, and running a, a rim that's too narrow for the tire will light bulb it. Yeah, uh, and that then leads to. You know, if you're running a too narrow rim, you might get a really unstable tire that is unsupported. You need to run higher pressures because it starts folding all over the place. Yeah. Whereas if you run a tire that's too wide, it's going to feel weird. It's not going to perform as it should do. Um, so you, you do have to sort of bear those things in mind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you agree, Luke? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I was just interesting, like, um, popped in my head that uh, uh, the new Goodyear Newton MTR and MTF tires there their profile as such is different for the front and back. So that's a, a mm. DA, uh, MTF is their front specific tire and the MTR is the rear specific tire. And the rear tire has a square profile mm. and the front tire has a rounder profile. Okay. Um, they've taken that theory from um, more like motocross tires uh-huh. where the motocross tire is, is flatter and wider at the back and uh, and their front tire is a bit narrower and um, more round in profile. And what was your what was your verdict on those so tires? I've only tested the front tire at the minute. Okay. Yeah. So the fr- the front tires a test, and that will be out soon. Um, so hands up, thumbs down, or a hands up, thumbs up? 
is ooh, ooh. <laughs> I should read the review now it's yeah, it's a good tyre but it's still not my favourite it doesn't yeah. quite beat those benchmark tyres yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. so I'm, I'm testing it against um, my kind of personal choice of a front tyre is the Magic Mary mm. um, great tyre doesn't yeah. quite outperform that one okay mm. Yeah. I think the the one thing we haven't really touched on, and we'll very quickly wrap through thing. before the historians kick us out, is front and rear specific tyres. So yeah. a rear tyre, you know, look at the Minion DHF and the DHR2. They, they're they actually quite interchangeable in, in some respects. But DHR2 is a great front tyre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're built differently. So what what's the... What are you looking for in a front tyre? If there are specific front and rear ones, what's the difference? Al? Yeah, you're looking for more cornering um, blocks, I guess. So you want those on the front. On the front, absolutely. Yeah, you're looking for a tyre that can that can provide you traction when you're steering or when you're leaning it over. So the the tread blocks are going to be longer and thinner forward exactly. to back with a, a strong shoulder tread. Exactly. And yep. then on the rear, you might have a bit more of a paddle shape for yep. a braking for braking and for traction as well. Um, you know, life hack. If if you're just into pedaling and not braking, you know if you don't brake anywhere, hero, turn your tire around. Mm. Get those get those square rather than the ramps digging in. Get the square edges digging oh. in. I rode um, genius my long term bike the other week and I had a pair of uh, some a wicked wheel on the back, mm. which is a down country tire. Um, it is sort of directional. I had it on backwards. I had a terrible time. You can notice a difference, and, it's, and this is no testimony braking. to how important it is. I had yeah. no, it was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say I was doing it in the interest of science, but I just put it on backwards. <laughs> in, in the interests of uh, being unobserved. hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there you go. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. So on that bombshell, um, tyres are important, especially when they're directional. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not so... And they're a big investment as well. Um, so, you know, do your research, take your time, don't rush into anything, and don't just buy whatever's cheap. You know, no. it's almost a false economy. The tyres are the only contact patch your bike has with the ground. It is a case of you kind of get what you pay for. And there are yeah. better value brands out there. Yeah, sure. Um, Terravail, Specialised. Yeah, the Specialised ones, yeah. Um, but generally speaking, a more expensive tyre in a range almost always will be better. Yeah, 100% um, agree. Obviously, BikeRadar.com has a huge number of explainers. It, and reviews. Masses of reviews. Yeah. Um, some good best lists on there. So... You know, have a dig around, have a read of our reviews and information on there because we put an awful lot of time and effort into testing tyres because it's yes, so important. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So have a check out on there. Great. Well, thank you, Luke. Thank you, Tom. Um, thank you, Alex. And thank you to our dear listeners. Once again, if you've got any feedback or questions, uh, podcast at bikeradar.com is our email address. Please send us over any of your thoughts. Otherwise, just leave us a, a little rating, a little cheeky five-star rating. Uh, if it's out of 10, 10 stars, please. Uh, or, you know, 100%. whatever the maximum number of stars you can give is, we would all appreciate that because it keeps us in our jobs um, and we're not going to get fired. So, great. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed that and I hope you listen to our next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode.